Let's reflect and remember on 2023. Hey, good morning. morning. Happy Happy New Year. That's right. What a beautiful day. Great day to worship the King as we close out 2023. On the backside of our service today as we continue to worship with the Lord, we've got about 10 plus baptisms today. Amen. Come on. I think we baptized about six or seven last week, and it's a beautiful thing to see people's lives being transformed and uh, just lives being changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I'm so glad that you're here today. If you're visiting, I'm Tim Cash, lead pastor. And uh, the easiest way to kind of uh, access and connect with who we are is through our website, thecrossloganville.org. If you'll go there, you'll find a guest card, a connect card. Fill it out. We would love to send you info on uh, the various ministries we have here. You'll see the Uversion Bible app. All of the sermon notes are uploaded there. Uh, we would invite you to take uh, part of that where you can grow even deeper in your walk, all the previous sermons, tons of stuff on the startup page. Make sure you dive onto that and uh, get connected with us, okay? So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We celebrate you today. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that your spirit would just permeate this room. I pray that the Holy Spirit would have freedom in this space now to do an amazing work. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, as we close out 2023, I can honestly tell you that this has been an incredible year. It's been a challenging year. It's been a growing year. It's been a painful year. Your year has experienced ups and downs and some peaks and valleys, and so is mine. We've had some joyful moments in 2023, and we've also experienced some heartbreak. We've seen babies born, new life enter the world, and we've seen people that we love deeply pass away. We've seen people marry, had the opportunity to do y'all's wedding just a couple of weeks ago, and we celebrate, and we've also seen people experience divorce. We've seen some for the first time step into the abundant life with Christ and start walking with the Lord, and we've seen others walk away from the faith. We've seen a lot in 2023. But no matter what has happened in your life and no matter what has happened this calendar year, I can promise you this, we all, if we stop and tap the brakes, we all have a lot to celebrate and to be thankful for. We all do, Josh, have a lot to be thankful for. If you surrendered to Christ this year, you're sitting here and you're like, man, this year I repented, I placed my faith in Jesus, I surrendered to Christ, or I was baptized, either one. If that's you, stand up right now where you're at. Come on. I, 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 I prayed to receive Christ. I surrendered to Christ. I was baptized this year. Stay, stay, stay standing. Stay standing, Josh, if you will. Stay standing. 
If you connected with our fellowship in 2023, you dove in, and this calendar year, you're like, man, I started attending here and started tapping in, or if you joined a small group, or you started serving here, would you stand up for the first time? Come on. Yeah, look at this. I mean, there's so much to celebrate. There's so much that we need to be thankful for. You can have a seat. Is that not cool, though? And this is a... This is a small, like, sample. There's a lot of our friends and family that are traveling, but God has done so much over this past calendar year, and we have so much to be thankful for. Joshua chapters 3 and 4, God performs an amazing miracle, if you will. If you study that text, he calls the Jordan River to stop flowing so that the Israelites could cross over on dry land to enter into the promised land. And then God instructed the people of Israel after they had crossed this dry land. He said, I want you all to stop and I want you to gather stones from the river and I want you to take those stones and I want you to build a memorial. I want you to establish a memorial. And they took these huge stones and they built this memorial. And it was called these stones of remembrance, John. It was to remember the faithfulness of God. Those stones were a representation of how good God is and how good and faithful our God really is. Remember when Jesus even made the statement that if you guys don't praise me, the rocks and the stones will cry out? And so they had these stones. And if you look at Joshua chapter 4, starting in verse 23, we read this. God did this. God did what? God told the people to set aside these stones as a memorial unto him. God did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful. God did this so that you might fear the Lord your God forever. So why did they set aside these stones? Why did God call them to do that? So that others would say, what, what, what are those rocks there for? What, what are those stones there for? And it was there to remind others Hey, God is good. God is faithful. Why, why, why? Because God is a jealous God and God desires to be worshiped. We even read in Psalm 78, starting in verse 5, where it says, God established a testimony in Jacob. God would later change Jacob's name to Israel. But he gave Jacob a testimony, and it goes on to say that he appointed a law in Israel. And he commanded, he commanded our fathers to teach their children so that, that the next generation might know God's truth and might tell it to their children. And so that they should set their hope in God and never forget the works of God but they, they should keep his commandments. God, why did you do so much of what you did in the past? And why are you doing so much of what you're doing now? So that, so that you will remember that I'm good. So that you will know where to place your hope. So that you 
will teach that next generation and your family and friends how good I really am. Now, Paul's, I want to challenge you to do something. Now, as we think about stones, as we get ready to step into 2024, I would encourage you, I've already done this, take your phone right now and go to your note folder on your phone, whether you've got an iPhone or whatever you've got. Go to your notes and create Stones 2024. Stones 2024. And throughout this entire calendar year, start to write down, oh, God taught me something there. Write it down. God answered a prayer request. Write it down. God revealed a truth to me. Write it down. And by the time we get to the close of 2024, you can look back at this entire calendar year, 366 days. Leap year, baby. Come on. I know how many is in a standard year, but you'll look back over and you'll go, look at how God has been faithful. Look at what God has revealed to me. Look at how God transformed my life. That is a simple thing that you can implement. And I promise you a thought that cannot be placed immediately will be lost eventually. And if you can record it and write it down and go, yes, why? Because you're going to go through times later in January, February, March, July, November, where the enemy is going to attack you and you're going to have discouragement and you're going to have major temptation and, and, and you're going to maybe even wonder, where is God? And you can go back to your stones and go, oh, God has been faithful in the midst of this short-term misery that I'm going through right now, God has been faithful. So as we close out the year, Paul's even looking back at 2023 and remember God's faithfulness. Remember his provisions. The word remember appears over 300 times plus in Scripture the Hebrew is the word zakar, and it means to have a deep concern for. It means to recall. It means to give your attention to it. It means to act on it. So when you think of the word remember, it's just not this passive reflection of the past. It's to consider with strength. It's to recall it for a purpose. It's to say, God, I'm going to act on what you're asking me to do now based on how good you've been in the past i got to remember. And so I would encourage you, journal, write it down, because we're all, we're all prone to forget. So what has God taught you in 2023? What have been some of the nuggets that God has really uh, implanted on your heart? As I look back over 2023, there's so many highs in my life, so many cool moments in my life. So many scriptural, biblical truths that God just anchored even deeper in my life. But probably one of my favorite things throughout 2023 as we were going through our study of the gospel of Luke happened when we were in Luke chapter 7. 
And I'll never forget studying this and becoming so humble and, and blown away with God's goodness, even as I studied this text. Luke chapter 7, starting in verse 37, Jesus is invited to dinner at these religious people's house, if you will. This Pharisee had invited Jesus over for dinner, and while he was there, the scripture says a woman, a sinner, a harlot, she came, and she brought a vial of very costly perfume with her. While Jesus is there, it says she stood behind Jesus at his feet, weeping, and she began to wet Jesus' feet with her tears, and she kept wiping them with her hair, and she was kissing his feet and anointing them with perfume. A sinner, a harlot, a woman that had been used and abused and ridiculed, she showed up at this dinner to see Jesus. Can you imagine the humiliation she must have felt? Can you imagine the stares of condemnation that came her way? And the scripture says that she stood behind Jesus weeping. The word weep there in the Greek literally means to sob and to wail without borders. It means uncontrollable, sobbing and, and weeping. And I remember reading this and studying this, and I'm blown away. I'm like, look at the posture of her heart. And the more she wept, the more shame she felt from the religious elite, but not from Jesus. Not from Jesus. And she wept and she sobbed without borders or boundaries and it was uncontrollable and her tears splashed on Jesus' feet. Jesus' feet was dirty from walking the dusty Palestinian roads and the etiquette of that day when you invited a guest into the home was some servant was to wash the feet of the one that you had invited and Jesus being the invited guest, no one no one would take the time to wash his feet, but this, but this, but this, nameless somebody, harlot, sinner, woman, what a label. She stands behind Jesus, feeling unworthy even to look at Jesus. Her soul was filthy and contaminated, but deep down inside, she was longing for love and acceptance and worth and salvation. I'll never forget as I studied that, I was like, this blows my mind. Remember that in this culture, if a woman's long hair was left uncovered, it was a statement and a sign that I'm a prostitute. Her long hair. And she had used that long hair as a tool to seduce men into relationship with her, her hair. Proverbs 7 says that prostitutes used oil and perfume to adorn themselves and to adorn their beds. This nameless sinner washes Jesus' feet, wipes his feet with her hair, and anoints him with this expensive 
perfume. And what she did was she took the tools of her trade and redeemed them to worship Jesus. And I'll never forget studying through that. And the Lord said, I've done that for you, Tim. I've taken the tools of your trade that you perverted for so long, and I've redeemed them. I gave you the gift of gab, but you did nothing but talk trash, one-liners, womanizer. Look at you. And I redeemed your mouth so that you wouldn't leverage it for your own selfish good, but you would use it to declare my faithfulness. There's people in this room as we close out 2024 that you've looked at your past as a mess and you've looked at it as misery and you've looked at it as no good. God can redeem your past and leverage it for his glory. Whatever the tools of our trade are, Whatever we've hijacked, the Holy Spirit can redeem. What is God wanting to redeem in your life today? What is God wanting to do in your life? As I sat there and pondered, like walking into this year-end message, like what impacted you this year? God, you, you did a lot to impact me. But, Lord, I love this story here because it, it touched me so deeply because every person I have the opportunity to speak with has a messed up past. And for some of them, they've allowed the enemy to haunt them and keep them in perpetual defeat. And you're a chain breaker. You've come to set the captive free. And I believe that God can do exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or think. And I believe God can redeem your past. So again, I pose the question, what has God taught you in 2023? What has God revealed to you? Let me go practical with you for a few moments. I would encourage you throughout the remainder of this day, find a half hour or an hour and get away and spend some time remembering, spend some time reflecting, spend some time pondering. Even the psalmist again would say in Psalm 77, I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds. They are constantly and my thoughts. Again, I would, I would encourage you to look and go, what are some of the stones of 2023 that have been defining moments in my life? A moment where I know that God showed his power and his presence to me. A, a time where maybe God gave you a breakthrough of something you had been praying for. A time where God answered a prayer. Maybe a time where God restored a relationship that had been sideways for years. Maybe you look back over 2023 and it's a time where God calmed a storm that you were in the middle of. And you go, that was God. Man, that was God. Maybe you look back and you go, yes, it was that salvation experience for me 
where I know that I got set free, where I know that I've placed my confidence in Christ. Again, maybe it was baptism. Maybe it was a healing. Maybe it was some financial blessing that you needed to get you through. Maybe it's how he comforted you in the midst of a crisis. Chip, maybe it's how he's carried you through some painful trauma. For some in this room, maybe it's for the first time and you never thought it would happen. You got sober. You, you got clean. You experienced freedom, whether it was from sex, alcohol, drugs, whatever the bondage you go Praise God, 2023, there were some chains broken in the stronghold that the enemy had on my life. What was it? Remember. Remember. And then as you remember, the second thing I would say is stop and give thanks. Psalm chapter 9, verse 1, the psalmist again declares, I will give thanks to the Lord my whole heart. My whole heart is going to give thanks to you. I tried to fix me, save me. I couldn't do it. But God, I know where my healing has come from and my strength has come from. My, it's come from you. I, I, I'm going to give thanks with my whole heart. I will, here, here it is, recount all of your wonderful blessings. Can I tell you, express gratitude to the Lord for what he's done. Write out three, four, five things to say, and here's what I'm thankful for. And can I encourage you, itemize them and be specific. Just don't be vague when you write it out. I'm going to remember. I'm going to give thanks. And then let me encourage you to step into the third thing I've got written here, share your story and tell somebody else about it. In the future, your children are going to ask, what are those stones for? What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them the story. Who are you telling your story to? We believe your story matters here. Hey, man, go tell your story. Go tell others how God has worked in your life. Go tell others what great and mighty things the Lord has done for you. Declare his faithfulness to your children and to your grandchildren and to your other family members and your friends. Tell somebody what God has done. You know, when God starts to free you and do an amazing work in your life and you start to walk in freedom, you can't help but to tell somebody. You don't want to keep your mouth shut. Hey, hey, remind your kids of what I did in your life. Remind your kids of how I was faithful in your life. Rem remind them. And maybe you need to set up some stones throughout your house as a reminder. Maybe you need to just get some stones and just write down a key word and just lay them through your house so that when you're walking through, you go, yep, know what happened there. Another thing I would encourage you with as we close out this year is keep a journal. I mean, keep a journal. What have you learned? Write it down. I've got notes upon notes upon notes. 
And I'm like, I got to write this down. I, the older I get, the harder it is to remember some things. Somebody, can I get a witness there? I mean, I got people in their 30s raising their hand. I'm like, <laughs> I'll never forget, man, the guy, my buddy Tom that mentored me, he said, brother, I have entered a stage of mental pause. <laughs> I like the way you said that, mental pause. He told me, Orlando, he said, man, I got a photographic memory, brother. I just ran out of film. But, you know, like if you sat there, I would write this down. There's three things I would encourage you, like to even in your stones, 2024, whatever, as you journal. I mean, I use a 3P approach. Like here's a passage that I'm reading of Scripture. Here's the passage. Maybe write a few thoughts down. The next P would be prayer. Here's a few things I'm praying for. And then... The last P is praise. Here's some things, man, I'm praising God for, whether it's an answered prayer, whether God, whether God just prevented some chaos in my life or whatever. But if you write down those three things, Cindy, here's the passage. I'm, I'm, I'm studying through this. Here's, here's some prayers. And then go back a month later of some of the things you prayed for and go, ah. Oh. And some of those passages that you're pondering, memorize them. So as you remember, and as you give thanks, and as you tell others, man, you're not going to believe what God's doing, and as you journal it, let me encourage you, then celebrate. Spend some time in adoration and celebration of just the goodness of God. When we start, when we start to look back on the faithfulness and the goodness of God and how God's rescued us out of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of light and spared us in areas it should drive us to worship. It should drive us to our knees so that we're just I'm blown away that you would even be mindful of me. That's some practical stuff for you. Now let me close you with this thought. I'm going to close you with this. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it says this, you are living stones. You are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What more than just living stones? You're holy priest. You're living stone. And I stop and even consider 2023 at the cross, 2023 as we've engaged and interacted with so many, you go, living stones? L living stones. Who, who's, who, who's some of those living stones? I mean, I will miss some people. I can't call every name, but I can tell you my brother Chip is a living stone. You're a living stone. And as painful as this year has been, and having to say goodbye to your wife just a few days ago, your faithfulness and consistency and dependability, I go, that's a living stone. Seth and Katie are living stones. 
They started attending here last January, right as we kicked off a new year, and we were only three or four weeks into the year, and I will never forget meeting them, and I'm like, I I would love to introduce y'all to some younger couples, and he's like, man, I I was going to ask you to pray. I got to go out of town today. Where are you going? Going to Arizona. Why? I play baseball. Really? With who? The Rangers. And I said, do you have any clue where I've been and what I've done? He's like, no, I just know you pastor here. And we sat down, and Seth and Katie, we started to talk. And we prayed over you guys, and you flew out that day. And then that little girl started attending week after week after week. While he's gone for nine months playing baseball throughout the year, she kept showing up. She started bonding with other girls, Madison and many others. She surrenders to Christ. Seth and I maintain proximity through phone calls, etc. throughout the season. He gets to come home for the All-Star break. He and Katie come over, hang out with me, and he started deepening his walk with God. Living stone, baby, 2023. What a highlight. I think of Dan and Emily that gravitated here from Oregon. And when you guys showed up, man, it was like, man, we have just moved to the area. We don't know anybody, Dan and Emily, and you guys started hanging with us. Man, you started bonding with us and just the growth and the depth and the friendship and you guys being a part of small group and the connections that you guys have made. I'll look at y'all and I'm like, 2023, you're one of my living stones. My friend Amber and her little girl Channing, I think they're traveling this week, but she became such a living stone and Amber and Channing are here all the time and there was a story that came out with their husband and dad, Nathan, that happened back in February where he went missing down in Baton Rouge. And that was a painful thing to walk through with Nathan passing away, but to see Amber get involved and that little girl chanting here Sunday after Sunday, being a part of our kids' ministry and experience and transformation, I look and go, that's a living stone. I think of my friends Mark and Donna. I think of my brother Glenn and his wife Marie. Vic, I think of you and Leanne. I think of my brother Yusuf and his wife Fatima. My Nigerian connection there, baby. I love y'all. I think of Cody and Grant being baptized last week. I think of my friend John and his wife Jessica. I think of you, Steve, and Jessica, who will be baptized even this morning. And I could go around and around and around living stone stories.